0: In my new book with Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com.
1: Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast, Financial Services Edition. This is Seth Green here today with the good fortune to interview Brad Wales of Transition to RIA.com. Brad, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Yeah, Seth. happy to be here.
1: All right, now let's go back in time a little bit, because I know you didn't start out as the how-to-launch-your-RIA expert, Um, so how'd you get started in the business?
0: Yeah, almost 20 years in the industry, uh, started right out of college in the financial services industry, uh, moved into a bunch of different roles, actually started compliance originally, and then then realized that's... uh, that's its own little special place. Some some people wow. love it, and some people don't. We'll just say I was on the, the latter part of that, so eventually evolved into to, to more fun things, if you will, and uh, eventually got in the custodial space of the the marketplace. So that's why I started working with RIAs, uh, and then did that for about uh, eight of those uh, almost twenty years, and then eventually, for a couple of different reasons, launched uh, launched my own firm here to help advisors uh, find that path themselves of going into
1: an RIA. All right, now that was the really, really short version. And I am sure the longer version should be in a book if it isn't already. So let's unpack that just a little bit. So what did you, so when you got in the business in the beginning, what did, why did you get, what happened? Like I find that usually as advisors, there's some incident, there's some life event that causes us to say, ooh, I wanna go do that for a living. So what inspired you in the first place to go become a finance, to get into the financial services industry?
0: Yeah, so my education, both uh, my undergrad and then I, I stayed and got my MBA right afterwards, so was in was in business. So I, I, I certainly was attracted to the financial services market and uh, in a kind of interesting uh, situation. I'm, I'm in Florida, and uh, before I moved to Florida, I had lived in Alaska, and I, I told myself – you know, Hey, I want to, uh, I don't want to go back to anywhere where it's cold. And, and the, the good news is there's, there's not exactly a whole lot of corporate headquarters for financial services in Alaska. So it wasn't, wasn't like there was a draw for me anyways, but, uh, right. had an opportunity, uh, you know, right out of school with a good company, uh, here staying in Florida and, uh, went into that role. And then it, it gave me a whole lot of opportunities to grow, uh, you know, professionally and, and kind of realize exactly which part of this industry I wanted to operate in. So no, um, know specific childhood story of, of trying to, to to right a wrong or anything like that with a financial uh, thing i just i've just always been f- uh fascinated by finances again that's where i pursued it was my education um and in truth be told i think this is with a lot of careers it wasn't like i had it figured out on day one by any means exactly you know where i'd be 20 years later not at all like i said i i, I started with compliance which was in part to get my foot in the industry but um I think, uh, I think that's what you have to do. And then, and then explore from there to see what, where your passions are.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So you, it's funny because most people, most, I'll put that in italics in our industry, start as a registered rep, right? We start in what is essentially a sales role. You've got to go get the clients so you can manage the money and do the financial planning. You thought you were going to do when you start in the industry, you started on the dark side of compliance and <laughs> um, So what did, I mean, I think this can be obvious probably for most people, most RIAs listening, most advisors, but what didn't it be curious to hear from someone who actually worked in compliance? What did you like and what didn't you like?
0: Yeah, fair, fair question. And I ended up getting, uh, you know, my seven and and a bunch of other licenses. So at least I could, at least I could relate to the kind of that process. Obviously that's still not on the front lines there with, with being an advisor, but um, you know, compliance, I, I tell people, it's actually a great place to start a career because for better or worse, you're forced to learn all the rules and learn how they're applied and things like that. And, and just, it is what it is that there's, there's some, it's almost like two camps in compliance. There's, there's the folks that, you know, they want to be like the, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this person. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out that they broke the rule and I'm gonna make a name for myself with the management team here. Cause I discovered that, gosh, they forgot to check a box on something like that. And, and, and then there's the folks that you know realize, and, and I'd like to put myself in this camp. That I always said, you know, hey, the, the financial advisors are the one that signed my paycheck. Yeah, uh, and and so I I could be, you know, you can compliance, you have a job to do. But but if if you if you if you're so difficult and so um, almost rude, if you will, and, and how you deal with folks, at some point they're just going to leave. And then and then the realization that okay, without the financial advisors, there is no me. And and, and I think a lot of people don't see it that way and they just they just they kind of run the run things how they want and, and I, I think you lose the big picture and that was a big uh, you know that turned me off from that that role and, and certainly not everyone like there's some wonderful people that have made wonderful careers out of it that see it the right way but unfortunately there are some some folks that see it as uh, a chance to kind of go after you know get a get a get a win on the board for for catching this financial advisor and obviously there's some bad financial advisors out there but absolutely the majority are Wonderful people trying their best, and and some mistake was made, and let's not beat them up over it.
1: Well, I'm sure that that sounds like a breath of fresh air. It's funny that we had one of our compliance officers um, leave for another firm like two weeks ago, and there was an email going out saying, "Hey, I'm leaving the company. I'm going to another one. Um, you know, I'll I'll be here, and this will be my last day. And if you need any, you know, blah blah blah." And I called. I actually called and said, hey, I want to wish you the best of luck. Thanks for always helping um, and keeping me on the straight and narrow. And he was like, I don't understand. I'm like, he's like, you don't have anything pending approval. I said, no, I don't. He's like why I'm calling to say goodbye and thank you. And he's like, oh, my God, I have no but no rep has called me. And he's like, there are people in my department who sit one cubicle away who didn't say thank you or goodbye. Yeah, said, yeah. Well, maybe that's why you always approve my stuff. Um, yeah. Well, good.
0: No, good for you. And, it, and it's a two way street. So I, I'm glad you you
1: appreciate
0: the, the contribution you can make to making things, you know, better for them to do their job. So Because
1: I'm sure that relationship can be a lot of the times contentious. And yeah. if you're fighting them all the time, they're not going to want to help you because yep. they're just trying to do their jobs. All right, let's move on to what we're here to talk about today. I just had to ask. So, um, Talk about what is transition to RAA.com. What do you help people, advisors, do? Absolutely. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I'm,
0: I'm horribly biased uh, by by my beliefs, so I'll, I'll state that up front. That the RIA model is the absolute, uh, not not future, not just future of where the industry is going. I mean that that wave is here now and, and has been moving for some time. And so for advisors that want to make that move into an RIA model. Um, the the challenge, oftentimes, and I've, for years, I've been uh, helping advisors with this. The challenge, of course, is if you've only worked at maybe, a, you know, the larger uh, warehouse type brokerage firms or regional firms or even the, the independent broker dealer firms. If if that's all you've ever known, you you might be a fantastic financial advisor, way better at being a financial advisor than I ever could. However, just, just because you've been doing that for 20 years doesn't necessarily mean you, you're an expert at, at how a different affiliation model works and all the mechanics of it and why you may or may not consider doing that. And so that's that's what I really wanted to build out there was, was someone that could help with that. And, and specifically, and, and that's the, the last thing I did at the big financial firm I was with I, is in their custodial channel. And I was out there explaining this RA model and, and teaching it to advisors. And then of course, my ultimate goal in that role was to, was to have advisors choose that firm as the custodian and and the, the challenge i had with that is at the end of the day i was only able to offer one landing path one solution for advisors and i and i joke i just, i wasn't particularly good at it because while the solution i had to sell was was great for a number of advisors you know there's other other advisors for different reasons it was not the competition was better and and i just i wanted to be you know, agnostic, independent, where I could say, hey, let me walk you down whatever the best path is for you, not just the one that I have to sell. Um, and so that, that's a big part of the motivator of why I jumped to, to do my own firm with, uh, like I said, with transition to RIA.
1: Now, why are you, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate for a minute here, just to educate. Sure. Why are you such a big proponent of the RIA model?
0: Yeah, and I, I think uh, I'll, I'll even turn it back on you. Uh, you know, all of your messaging that you put out there, and and um, you know what you can do for advisors and help them grow their practice. The the two big appeals of the RA model generally are are the economics. The the it is what it is. The math generally always comes out better. You can you can make more bottom line income in it, but but then that's great. But also it's the flexibility of your own practice, and so. Uh, you know, Seth Williams, you you. I, I know your backstory, AG Edwards, and, and and how you eventually made a move. And I think that's a, a great example because AG Edwards, to this day, I think has a wonderful reputation out there, and, and people speak glowingly. Oh, that there's, they don't make firms like that anymore. And I, but I think the challenge got oh, bought out twice,
1: so they don't exist. That? But
0: yes, <laughs> it it wasn't that AG Edwards was bad. It was. I call it a structural problem is as, as long as you were kind of lumped in with thousands of other advisors, your ability to market yourself in certain ways and the flexibility of how you want to do things, it, it just is what it is. You're, you're kind of handcuffed and, and that's yeah. still the case today. Obviously AG Edwards has evolved and now it's part of Wells, but, but with any of these large firms, that's the case. So that, that I think is where the, the big attraction is. Uh, again, the, the, the economics and, and then the flexibility. And so everything you're helping people, and I know you, you help advisors, hey, how do I, how do I grow from you know, 400 million to a billion? A lot of those tools and, and techniques are, are just more difficult, if not impossible to do it at a lot of the large um, you know, employee type firms.
1: Yes, I agree 100%. You are absolutely right. What are some of the biggest challenges you're finding that reps are having when they want to transition to becoming an RIA? I'd say almost the, the biggest one is, is
0: inertia. Um, it takes work to figure all of this out. It takes work to go through the process. Um, part of why I created my firm is, is to try to make that that kind of, first, especially the first step a lot easier of, of, hey, how what's the easiest way to explore how this works? And, and the challenge is, if, again, if you call up, and there's a lot of great people in the industry, but if you call up someone that works at any particular custodian or particular firm you might join in an independent capacity they, they certainly can help you as well but again at the end of the day it is what it is there's a particular solution that they're tasked with selling and so you kind of have to realize how how much you know where's their advice going to steer you one way or the other and so i what i wanted to create and i think that's one of the big challenges is is hey a way for advisors to literally just say okay i i don't i think i i got some buddies that have done it i have a general idea how it works Teach me what I need to know. How would it look for my specific firm? And, and so really trying to make that as easy as possible for the advisor. And, and then, of course, that's just the first step. Then if you want to actually do it, okay, there's a whole process to, to how that works. But uh, I think there is a void out there in the
1: marketplace of just having an independent voice that can represent
0: all possible options.
1: Then you're not biased, obviously. You're not saying, oh, well, if you do this, you have to go to Schwab or you have to custody at Fidelity. You are, right. How does your process work? I know it starts with a discovery call because you have to learn about the advisor just like they've got to learn about you. But how do you help them through that process of deciding, yes, you should be an RIA or no, you shouldn't. How do you structure it? How do you do the legal stuff? Um, and then how do you run the business once you've done it?
0: Yeah, so there's, there's uh, I do call it a discovery call. It's kind of the initial kickoff. And that's, that's really just to, to begin that dialogue. Hey, is, is this something you might want to consider further? Is it something I can help you with? Uh, and and I will admit there's a there's a bunch of advisors that ultimately it's it's not a good fit for because there there is uh, I don't I always say hey look I'm a I'm a straight shooter there's a lot of great things about starting your own RA um, but but a lot of responsibility comes with it as well and and I, th- I think it's only fair to lay all that out there so part of that is is just level setting here here's how it works here's the good here's the responsibility uh, and then to the degree again hey it's worthwhile digging further into that I I have a whole process to help people understand all of the different vendors involved in it because ultimately that's what you are as an RA you're working with vendors so you're going to need marketing people you're going to need technology people you're going to need a custodian and and then that can be quite overwhelming of you know what are all these choices out there how are they different why should I choose one over the other and again that's a big part of my value proposition is is, is digging into each of those. And then ultimately, when you want to, if you want to take those next steps, make an introductions to the specific people uh, that can help you with that. Um, and and that's, a, that's a long process. This is not a one phone call and, 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 and we're done and everything's good to go. I mean, it, it is, a, is an education process and then, and then quite an extensive kind of transition process as well for folks that want to go down that path.
1: What are you finding are what are some of like the biggest mistakes they're making when going through this process without somebody like you?
0: Yeah, and so it's it's self-serving for me to to say this, but again, the challenge is if you if if you're if your intent is okay, let me start learning about this model, and you call a particular solution provider, whether that's a custodian or an existing RA, because that's an option to plug into an existing RA, or there's middle office providers as they call them. The the challenge with that again is if that's your first conversation. And, and look, I used to be one of those people. I'm not. There's there's nothing wrong, with there's very knowledgeable people. But they they at, at the end of the day, there's there's a goal in mind and a solution in mind. And and, and like I said, I wasn't particularly good at that because I sometimes would work with advisors, and, and the best advice would be, no, you you actually should go over here. And and that's that's tough to do if your first point of contact is someone that there only has one solution. Now, to be clear, I I am biased in the sense that what I'm trying to help people is go into the RA model, whether that's starting your own or whether that's joining an existing RA or any any of those iterations. Um, But I do tell people, I mean, there are profiles of people where it is just not a good fit. And ultimately they're going to be better either stay and put sometimes it's better. You know, maybe you shouldn't make a change at all, or maybe it's a different model and and I, and I can try to, you know, refer them elsewhere, but that's uh, I'm very specific. My niche is the RA model. I don't try to be everything to everyone. Uh, and I try to own that space.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Your passion's obvious. What do you like best about what you do?
0: Uh, I think it's fun. I think the the uh, the fun part of it is just those conversations. But I mean, I, you know, there's there's times where folks will reach out to me, and, and quite frankly, the way that the economics have it all work, it's it's not necessarily going to be a big potential win for me, but just any advisor that is thinking about starting their own business um, that's exciting. That's a, that's a fun conversation to have. And, and so, yeah, there's, you know, steps involved and, and different things we talk about that aren't, aren't exactly the, you know, the most exciting parts. Okay. Here's how you do your compliance as an own, as your own. All right. I mean, that, that's not an exciting topic, but just the idea alone of, of people starting their own business. Um, and you can see that in people. It's, it's uh, it's quite enjoyable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I bet. So with all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? Uh, I think just like any business
0: is, is right, is having that audience. Uh, not, not to pat myself on the back, but I mean, I routinely hear from people that, you know, when they're done talking to me and they say, this has been extraordinarily helpful. Um, I even lost deals back, back when I was representing one solution. And, and people would come back to me and say, hey, sorry, you know, Brad, I, your solution is, is the, you know, what you had to offer is, is, is great, but this other solution is even better. So I unfortunately have to go to them, but just know that you were by far the most helpful in that process. And so, you know, that's, that's quite rewarding to hear. And I, I think I can provide a lot of value to advisors. It's just, it's right, getting that chance to have that, that conversation with them. Uh, but, but that's any business, right? That's advisors themselves, getting that conversation with the clients going. You, you can have a wonderful
1: service, a wonderful product. You have to have your chance to communicate it. Absolutely. For advisors who are thinking about making that transition, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you and what you do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everything, uh, starting point, my website, transition2ria.com. Uh, have all kinds of videos, educational videos, podcasts, white papers. Uh, big believer. You know, if you don't if you go to my website, my website does not say, here's my name, here's my phone number, call me. Um, I, I want to prove to you first that I can be a value to you, actually start giving you educational content. So I, I think the videos are up to 35 plus and, and like I said, all kinds of resources. So if you look at the website, you like what you see, would love to t- chat with people. If you don't like what you see, it, it, it kind of settles itself out, but I'm, I'm confident uh, and, and it's working. People reach out to me as a result. So,
1: Awesome. And then one more question. Do you work with folks after they've become RIAs or does it end at the transition? Uh, good question. So it's
0: certainly not on not on the the, the proverbial wedding day of where they launch. I, I don't leave them at the altar and and, and walk away without without looking back. Um, but'm I'm, I'm not a uh, a practice management guru that uh, helps you from growing from as as you do, help people of, of growing from one size to the next. Um, so usually I'll stay engaged with people, you know, a little degree after the transition because there are a lot of steps involved in that. And then, and then I go on a going forward basis again. I, I try to stay in my lane. I absolutely help people learn about how to do this, and then and then go through the steps, and then leave it to other experts on uh, those other other areas of success for their practice. Awesome. What
1: else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you?
0: Um, I gave you a, a little thing that I learned, and I would uh, encourage people um, to consider. No matter what industry you're in, if you're if you're thinking about starting your own business, and so certainly it applies with financial advisors that have maybe been at, at a particular firm for a long time, especially kind of a maybe a, a captive firm is something I experienced, and I, I, I joke I call it the, my Shawshank Redemption experience. So for those of you that that know that movie, yes. I, I love that movie. I don't know why that's that drives my wife crazy anytime it comes on. I'll, I'll watch every little it's a great movie. I, I don't think I've ever seen it start to finish, but I've seen like every little piece piled together thousands of times over. But, but anyways, in that movie, right, there's a, a big kind of theme that's talked about being institutionalized where the, the prisoners, you know, when they get out, they can't, they can't take a mind shift. And so it was an interesting thing for me to be in a corporate environment, like I said, nearly 20 years, my whole career, and then to go out and start my own firm. It, it did take a couple of weeks because doing things like this, I, there's no way I could have done something like this as an employee at a corporate form that, well, we have corporate norms, we have we have particular spokespeople. And so there was, it took a couple of weeks for it for that realization to finally set in with me that, oh wow, I, I can do these other things. I can be more flexible in how I market myself. And, and I think most financial advisors experience that as well when they've they've been under that um, you know, heavy compliance regimen or, or oh, you can and can't do this, or supervision. And, and not that there's not still rules and regulations in the RA space, but, but making that transition, it's, it's quite a refreshing feeling of the flexibility you have. But, but I would tell you, it, it, is, it is a little transition and you, you kind of feel institutionalized for a little bit. So
1: I do remember. Uh, thankfully, yeah. Yeah, it was you, thir- you 13 years ago when the pain faded, uh, just like pregnancy, I would imagine. All yeah. right. This has been Seth Green for the Sharkpreneur Financial Services Edition with Brad Wales of transition to RA.com. Brad, thanks again so much for joining us. Yeah, Seth. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his Perfect Pitch Cheat Sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-888.